from KQED. You're listening to Queued Up. I'm Ryan Levy. There are thousands of people sleeping on the streets of San Francisco each night, and they all have their own story. A lot of us never hear those stories because we don't usually talk to the people we see on the streets. But KQED's Dan Brecky did. When he first met Perry Foster a few years ago outside his tent on Division Street, Foster struck Dan as thoughtful and well-dressed. But there's a lot more to Perry's story. Here's Dan. I met Perry Foster in February 2016 while reporting San Francisco Mayor Ed Lee's decision to clear tents from Division Street. The worst thing about being out here is seeing people fall apart, man. Seeing people um, succumb. Seeing people break. But he said the street was not going to bring him down. This is just a a momentary blip. It's uh, something I had to go through to have a voice. I definitely plan on speaking loudly about this this predicament um, and how I came through, because I will get through. But Perry did not get through. This spring, after nearly a decade of living homeless, he overdosed and died. He was 48 years old. He had told me he had family in Grand Rapids, Michigan. After his death, I started hearing from people who knew him. Well, he was an outstanding football player. That's Jim Galvin, who coached Perry at Grand Rapids Catholic Central in 1986 and 87. Jim Passano quarterbacked those teams. Perry had very, very special gifts, both physically and to connect with with other people. Perry had been a nearly unstoppable running back. In his senior year, he led Catholic Central to a state championship. Perry went on to Eastern Michigan University and starred there for two years. But he failed academically. He vanished from football and from the lives of his old teammates. I think he was on drugs or something by that time. He was doing something he shouldn't have been doing because he wasn't acting right anymore, you know. Perry's father, Robert Foster, still lives in Grand Rapids. The former tool and die maker who trained as a Christian pastor says his son became hard to reach. Perry, you know, you got to, you know, God gave you a talent. You need to use that in the right way to get to where you want to go, you know. I made these legs. I did this. I, ho, ho, let me step back from you for a few minutes because lightning going to strike in a minute. After Perry came out as gay, it led to a further breach with his father. He left Michigan and stops in Atlanta, Chicago, San Diego, and other cities followed. In 2008, Perry arrived in San Francisco. Over the next decade, he was shot, arrested several times, jailed, stabbed, and hospitalized repeatedly. He eventually started living in a tent. But the charisma his high school teammates remember, it was still intact. Mariah Master got to know Perry during the two years she worked on the San Francisco Homeless Outreach Team. He really kept some sort of elegance to himself, and he really he didn't allow things to get dictated to him and how, how he should be looking and how he should be treated. But she says Perry had a lot of health problems, and it was hard sometimes to get him to take care of himself. Last September, Perry posted pictures on Facebook after he'd been dragged from his tent and beaten. Family members pleaded with him to come home, to come back to Grand Rapids. What had those days been like for him? I tracked down one friend, who goes by the name Memphis, who got to know Perry when they both lived in tents on Division Street. Was, was Perry afraid on the streets? Was he afraid of what was going to happen out here? Yeah, yeah, to an extent he was. You know, because it's still more or less, you can be out here as far as long as you want. 
and you can still, there's always something to be afraid of because it can happen that instantly. He says Perry had made plans to return to Michigan. I told him to go home months ago. <laughs> um, but he said he needed to do something here first, let go of some things first, and then go home. What was that thing? Robert Foster says his son talked about trying to help others living on the street. I said, Perry, the best way you can help anybody is to get show them how to get out by you getting out and doing better and then going back and helping people. Robert Foster learned April 11th that Perry died of a heroin overdose. Perry's remains were returned to Michigan, and in late April, his family and his football family held a memorial. Mariah Masters said she found some comfort in that. I'm really happy to know that somebody else loved Perry just like I do. Thanks to KQED's Dan Brecky for his reporting. You can hear more from Dan about Perry's story and hearing from his friends and family in Michigan on the latest episode of The Bay Podcast. It's called Man on the Street, A Story of Homelessness in San Francisco. This is all part of KQED's week-long focus on homelessness in partnership with other media outlets in the Bay Area. You can find a link to all of our coverage and other stories from the week at kqed.org slash QEDUP. I'm Ryan Levy. Have a good week. People think donating sperm is like donating blood. It's a one-time good deed for you that makes someone else's life a lot better. But you don't end up with a whole bunch of new kids in your life 20 years after you donate blood. Hear the story of one man's new extended family on The Leap, KQED's podcast about people making big, life-changing decisions. That's The Leap, and you can get it wherever podcasts are found.